0: Good morning and welcome to the March 16th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show where we are on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. Today is a special episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. We are counting down the days to WrestleMania this year with WrestleMania recap and relive type of situation. So today we are doing WrestleMania 4 What The World is watching and john one of my favorites
1: yeah you and i have uh already spent some time talking about this one it was a lot of fun then i'm sure it'll be just as much fun now uh we're in 1988 uh i know you watched this on videotape in uh, 1988 i'm 14 years old i think this is probably one of the first ones that i saw live at home on pay-per-view and you know, I, I was actually a little upset because it took place right in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I could have jumped in a car and been there in a little over an hour. Uh, but uh, there was a little extra Jersey pride because it was taking place in our state. And uh, it, it, it's it's always a fond memory uh, of mine as well from my childhood.
0: All right. Yeah. So like you mentioned, Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, the commentary teams are our familiar Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body of Ventura, the Fink is doing the ring announcing. The singer is Gladys Knight to perform America the Beautiful. And uh, this is the second WrestleMania in a row with no women's match. Um, but once again, Bob Euchre, great on this mat, on the, the, this show.
1: Yes. And, and once again, the women's champ will be on the card, but in an odd role. But uh, yes, Euchre once again there. And... Uh... The reason they brought him back is he was fantastic at three and he was equally as fantastic at four.
0: Yes, Vanna White was on this show and uh, Euchre's Muse throughout. So, John, the first match on the card is the Battle Royal. Bad news Brown uh, is the winner here in nine minutes and 44 seconds. I've set you up. I'm going to step off camera for a second. You go ahead and, uh, and get into the Battle Royal a little bit.
1: Okay, so the first entrant... No. (laughs) Yes, this was Bad News Brown. He won by... uh, Okay, so he and Bret Hart get together. They eliminate Junkyard Dog to bring it just down to the two of them. And then Bad News Brown uh, attacks Bret from behind, eliminates him. He is the champion. He gets a big special trophy that uh, uh, Bret makes sure doesn't last too long.
0: That's right that's right so i just had to step off to do a wardrobe change put on the ted dibiase shirt that i had there prepared you. for this uh for this show but the participants for this uh for this battle royal get through list them all out it's the heart foundation brett and uh brett and jim the Animal ken patera the outlaw ron bass danny davis the bolsheviks paul roma and jim powers the young stallions sika the killer bees sam houston bad news brown the junkyard dog billy jim harley race the rougeos and george the animal steel so george steel didn't really ever get in the ring but you know he wanted to make sure he was on the fourth wrestlemania so uh so you mentioned you mentioned the uh the finish of the match and how brett destroyed the trophy and everything but sika you know one half of the wild samoans with uh his his partner afa more importantly though that's Roman Reigns' dad. There you go. So, <laughs> ah, that bloodline. Uh, and then, the you know, like I mentioned before, Bob Euchre was fantastic on this show. Uh, he said that at least the guys that were thrown out early got their per diem money, which I <laughs> thought was hysterical because they certainly did not get any per diem <laughs> money in the WWF system. Certainly not. So, Again, to set, everything is set up, um, and I and I talk about the whole Andre and and um, Hogan situation and the vacancy of the title in a different episode. But it's all about the tournament here. The WWF title is vacant because Andre won with a crooked referee and then tried to give the belt to DiBiase. DiBiase would actually go on to be named uh, a named. WWF champion at house shows. He's introduced as such, and he wears the title out. But Jack Tunney would then to say, you know, you can't just give the title away. And they create this tournament. And there's four rounds, sort of. <laughs> there's a lot of buys, a lot of buys. But uh, it's a single elimination tournament, round one. The matches have a 15-minute time limit. Round two, 20-minute time limit. Round three, 30 minutes. And the final round has no time limit. Now John, heading in to WrestleMania 4, there are exactly two people who have been at all the WrestleMania so far and have won. There's only two that are 3 and 0. Do you know who they are?
1: Uh okay, so Hogan's got to be one of them. Hogan is one. Uh who else has won at every one? no, it's not, it's not Randy. Cause he lost the IC title at three. I do not know, sir. And I'm not, when we did this on the WrestleMania specials of the initial uh, yeah. incarnation of the daily wrestling news show, you asked me a trivia question that I went back and watched to kind of prepare for this, to watch the whole episode. And I gave you dead air for probably 90 seconds to two minutes and God <laughs> love you. You let me sit there and squirm, but I will say, I do not know.
0: <laughs> it's Ricky Steamboat. Steamboat he won uh, he beat Matt Bourne in right. the first and uh, the first WrestleMania uh, I forget who he beat in two.
1: That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I, I know exactly where he was at three, but I can't remember what he was doing at two.
0: And then at three, yes, he beat Savage for the title. Was, so
1: do the the Hercules match. Uh,
0: that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> I got it here. Hang on, Steamboat. <laughs> Yeah, Hercules Hernandez by pinfall. And uh, both both one and two, the finish was the the crossbody off the top rope. And then uh, at three, he won with the small package. But um, so I, the reason I bring that up, these are your only two guys that have been on, on all the shows and are undefeated, and they would not leave that way. And that's, uh, I mean, a lot of people had to lose on this card in order to do a tournament like this, so. Yeah, but
1: Steamboat, uh, go, go ahead. I'll let, you, I'll let you run it down before we comment on it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Round one matches starting off, I guess. You have uh, Ted DiBiase with Virgil and Andre the Giant getting a win over Hacksaw Jim Duggan by pinfall. Andre grabbed Hacksaw by the ankle and then punched him right in front of the referee. <laughs> but DiBiase uh, delivers the knee and gets the pinfall. Five minutes and two seconds there uh Then Mean Gene is ogreland is with Brutus Beefcake, the babyface Brutus Beefcake giving us one of those classic Brutus performances on the mic. Uh, the Ron Don Morocco, who is now managed by superstar Billy Graham and who is a face for the first time at WrestleMania, gets a win over Dino Bravo with Frenchy Martin. That's by DQ because Morocco, um, Dino Bravo pulled the referee in front of him and Morocco struck him with a forearm. So 4:53, uh, the Rock gets through. And John, in those first two matches, uh, this is going to be a omen of things to come for this show, because DiBiase gets through with blatant interference from Andre right in front of the referee, and then the, the Rock uh, he gets through when Dino by DQ when Dino pulls the referee in. So a lot of these weird finishes in this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they had a lot to get through so there's there's a lot of short matches, there's a lot of and just some weird choices, you know, you're going to have you're going to have your count outs, your DQ's, whatever uh on any show, but I mean, th- that is the o- the overarching theme of this WrestleMania is that it ends in a memory-making stamp on a career moment, but the road to get there was brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bob Euchre is with Jimmy Hart and the Honky Tonk Man. Honky says he's going to shake, rattle, and roll. He doesn't care if he has to backstroke up the Mississippi. Whatever you say, Honky. <laughs> okay, now here's here's the the rub. Greg Valentine defeats Ricky Steamboat by pinfall in nine twelve. Steamboat went for his top rope top rope crossbody that was he was successful with at WrestleMania one and two. The momentum carry hammer over and he got the pin. Uh, Jesse Ventura. I don't think the hammer should go hold the hold, hold for hold with Steamboat. I think he should definitely cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Jesse. Now, of course, the story here is that if Steamboat advanced, and if Savage advanced, we'd have the rematch. The rematch from the classic bout from WrestleMania three, and the people at the time, that's what they were hoping to see. And uh, this was this would be Steamboat's final wrestlemania for a long time yeah um but man the dragon out early he is now three and one at wrestlemania
1: and it's so weird like they they almost should have done these next two matches in reverse order to continue to tease us because i i mean i it, it's one of the things that i most remember about this is looking at the brackets and going i mean it's kind of weird that they're meeting in round two but at least they're going to meet in round two yeah. and steamboat loses here and you're like i'm not going to get steamboat savage are you kidding me right
0: anyway mean gene okerlin is with coco beware and the bulldogs matilda is going to be going weasel hunting he's <laughs> Matilda's the only certifiable weasel dog in the world i guess <laughs> Randy Savage with Elizabeth defeats the natural Butch Reed with a slick by pinfall in 5.07. Savage and Liz are wearing blue for this match. Elizabeth distracted Butch Reed, which allowed Savage to slam Reed off the ropes and connect with his elbow smash for the pin. Win one for Randy. 5.07. Uh, Bob Euchre is with Bobby Heenan and the Islanders after this. Euchre was all over Heenan for what he did to Matilda. So... (laughs) The one-man gang beats local boy Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> by <laughs> count out in 256. Bam Bam hit the rope, Slick pulled the rope down. Bam Bam went flying over the top rope. Now Bam Bam attempts to get back in the ring, and the one-man gang man gang is beating on him on his way into the ring, and the referee counts out Bam Bam. It's kind of odd. Like today, that would not happen. You know, the count would be broken. Mm. But I have seen... In the old days, a, a few matches end like this, where the person's on the outside and he's being prevented from getting back in and the referee counts him out. But kind of strange. In exactly.
1: This. Again, this, this is, like I said, There's you're going to have your count. You could have done a count out here in any other way, but this was just visually odd, watching Bam Bam back up on the apron, trying to get into the ring. And and let's be honest when you're on the outside and the and you want to keep beating a guy up, you roll into where just your shoulders under the ring and the referee breaks the count and you go back out and continue beating on the guy. Here you're back up on the apron, you're now engaged with your opponent. The two of you are throwing haymakers at each other from either side of the ropes, and the referee's still counting. It just yeah. it just visually was an odd choice.
0: Silly. Silly. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund with Hulk Hogan. Hogan talks about the controversial WrestleMania 3 match. Tonight we'll put in all of that controversy to an end. But will it? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Up to this point, the longest match in WrestleMania history was fourteen thirty-five. Steamboat Savage. The one of the best matches. Uh, that you'll that you'll ever see in all of wrestlemania certainly up to this time probably the best one in wrestlemania history the next match on the wrestlemania 4 card was rick rude with bobby heenan versus jake roberts it was the final round one match and it went the distance a full 15 minutes making it the longest match in wrestlemania history and there were boring chants. <laughs> <laughs> and it was
1: awful. Go ahead yeah. say it. Jake yeah. is my guy. I loved his uh, battles with Rude. This was just borderline unwatchable.
0: Yes. Yes. Heenan, he the- he you know, thank God he's out there. You're wasting time. You know, he's kind of playing into the whole thing. But, yeah. This was this was not good. Jake pulled out the snake for a moral victory at the end which, you know, made the fans happy, I guess.
1: And that leads to the best thing about this match and most of it took place off camera and like in between, you know, when production had cut away from there, there's a story that I read and I read it in multiple spots, so, you know, it sounds like one that could not be true, but I've read it multiple places, so I'm going to tend to say it's true. Like this is Trump Trump Castle Hotel and Casino. Uh, and Trump is sat opposite the hard cam, he's there almost the entire time. You know, you can see him right there in the front row. His first wife, Ivana, is with him. Jake notices in the middle of this match, she's sitting side saddle, talking over her shoulder to a friend in the next row, drinking champagne out of expensive flutes. I'm sure he gets a little ticked off. Oh boy. So, after the match with the snake out of the bag and you know, Jake always kind of held the snake two feet back from the head and kind of waved her, you know, the first couple of feet around. He exits the ring. He's at ringside and he's, he's, he's taken off. The, the match is over and I, by this time the camera has cut away from him as he passes in front of the Donald, he kind of runs the snake's head across the front of, of, of Ivana. He makes contact with her. It scares the shit out of her. She almost <laughs> jumps out of her skin and her seat. She tell, she screams at her bodyguard, you should have shot the bleepin' snake. <laughs> Donald laughs hysterically. And Marla Maples would get the ear of Jake Roberts years later and tell him that because Donald, I guess, was already pretty much done with Ivana at the time. They were just there as a couple because it was Trump Hotel and Casino. Jake Roberts to this day is his favorite wrestler for that moment.
0: (laughs) That's hysterical. (laughs) That's a great tidbit that yes, none of that is on camera. No, (laughs) none of that. Uh, Mean Gene Okerlund with Vanna White in the back. Vanna and Mean Gene going through picking their favorites to win in the next round. We have a non-tournament match in the WrestleMania debut of The Ultimate Warrior. He gets a win over Hercules by pinfall in 429. Hercules took a lot more of the match than you might think for a warrior match. There was a playful banter about Bobby Heenan at the casino. Monsoon said he had short arms and deep pockets. Uh, Hercules hit a German suplex with a bridge. But Hercules' shoulders were down also, and Warrior kicked out at the last second. So Warrior gets the pin here, gets the win. I love this finish, I really do. I think it's a it's a great finish. Um, you don't see it very much. The, and they didn't call it a German suplex back then; it was a, just a belly to back suplex. But you don't get a, a finish like this too often.
1: Yeah, and it it protected Hercules, who stu- I guess they weren't they weren't completely sold on Warrior yet. So yeah. they had to protect Hercules here because, you know, one of them is going to go forward as your big hulking steroid freak in the future. And since they weren't entirely sure about Warrior yet, Hercules winds up being protected by this uh, this odd finish, and it was an interesting way to do it. Yes.
0: Hmm. Now, I'm glad we talked about the finish here for a second because tomorrow we're going to be talking about WrestleMania Five, and Hercules has another match, but this time he's a babyface. And the finish is almost exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. That was a non-tournament match, which brings us to the second round. And the first match of the second round is the rematch from WrestleMania 3 and from the Primetime Network special that drew 30 million uh, viewers. It's Andre the Giant with Ted DiBiase and Virgil versus Hulk Hogan and it ends in a double disqualification in 5 minutes and 52 seconds. Both Hulk and Andre used a chair in this match and the referee called for the bell disqualified both men. And if people were coming here to see the Hulk wrestle, they only saw 5 minutes and 52 seconds, which you know, that's probably only like 2 minutes less than what they figured they were getting to begin <laughs> with. But, but uh yeah, uh double DQ if you were looking for if this was a marquee match Uh, on the card and it was because it was listed at the top boy didn't send him home happy there
1: yeah i mean think about this you've just people are probably still some of them are probably still stewing over the fact that you've robbed them of steamboat savage in the second round now they get to see hogan andre and it's a sub six minute double dq and neither one of them are moving on like i can like. Again, you and I have both said on this show and in a previous show where we discussed this again. We remember it fondly. But I gotta think in the moment, you're pretty pissed right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it you know, they had to use what they had to use to get these guys out of the tournament. Because yeah. neither one of them would have eaten a pin. No way. So uh but Steamboat loses his uh his undefeated WrestleMania streak in the first round Hogan loses it here in the second round. And I mean, when it's a double DQ, I consider it a loss for both guys. If it was a time limit draw, I'd consider it a draw. Yeah. So this is a loss as far as I'm concerned for Hogan. So uh, Mean Gene is backstage with Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth and and Savage said Hulk Hogan is a cheated man, not a defeated man. (laughs) And he talks about the madness and Hulkamania together, and blah blah blah. So, uh, off to the races we go with Randy Savage. He's got to be the odds-on favorite from here, except for the deck. Da- the, the deck is stacked against him because of the Andre Hogan buy, and also you've got the Rick Rude Jake the Snake match, which leads to a buy. So a lot of a lot of things are happening here. So, the next second round match would be Ted DiBiase versus The Rock Don Morocco. And Morocco had a good showing, but DiBiase picked, uh, picks Morocco up and drapes his neck over the top rope, earning him the pinfall victory here. So DiBiase gets through,
1: and by virtue of the Hogan-Andre double DQ, the winner of this match gets a buy right into the final.
0: That's right. So deep. So Ted DiBiase is in the uh, the guy on my shirt gets into the finals here. Bob Eucher is with demolition and Mr. Fuji X says the golden goose is flying low and all they have to do is reach up and strangle it. So there you go. One man gang gets a bye in the second round because of the Rick rude, Jake Roberts draw. He would meet the winner of the next match, which was Randy Savage with Elizabeth defeating Greg, the hammer Valentine with Jimmy Hart. Six minutes, six seconds. Savage and Liz are wearing pink this time. Greg Valentine went for the figure four, but Savage reached up and pulled him into a small package for the pin. Maybe some vengeance from the previous year's loss to a small package with a team boat. Mean jeans back with Vanna White. She likes Liz. She likes Randy. So uh, not something people would have been saying a year prior, Mary Hart.
1: <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs>
0: Brutus Beefcake challenging the honky-tonk man for the Intercontinental Championship. Honky's got Peggy Sue. He's got Jimmy Hart there. Brutus gets the W, but it's a win by disqualification in six minutes and 30 seconds. Jimmy Hart clobbered the referee with his megaphone, uh, giving Beefcake the W. But then Beefcake put Honky out with the sleeper and gave Jimmy a haircut.
1: Yeah, I got that wrong yesterday. This this is where Jimmy gets a few hairs taken off, but uh yeah. yeah. This match uh this match is interesting for multiple reasons. Uh Jimmy Hart took some some flack for the shot, well, you know, they 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 thought that he maybe didn't pull his punch enough with the megaphone because referee Jim Corderas was legitimately knocked out. But Corderis admits that it was his own fault. He just, he fell wrong. He didn't protect himself. He fell wrong and clocked, you know, his chin went right into the mat. He didn't brace himself with his hands and essentially knocked himself out. <laughs> the other interesting thing is, uh, as we talked earlier and as we've talked previously, no women's match at all on the title, on the card, excuse me. And there are there are times in the, especially in the cartoon era of the WWF, where you don't even really the the women's division is pretty much non-existent sure at this time there was a WWF women's division and a WWF women's champion and she was the sensational sherry who was playing Peggy Sue like they felt they needed this to round out the honky-tonk character so much that instead of paying a local, I'm sure Donald Trump would have known a local uh, spokesmodel that he could have paid a hundred dollars to put in a goofy wig. They use sensational Sherry in a wig. She's the women's champion and she's kind of in disguise. Like it's obviously it's a, it's the worst kept secret in the business, but they don't, they only refer to her as Peggy Sue. Although uh, as I've read, During the week, during some of the promotional stuff, she was also in the getup with the big glasses and the the blonde wig. Randy Savage, even though he's not involved in the the storyline here with Honky, pulled her wig off a couple of times to expose that it was Sherry. So, you know, everyone knew exactly who it was. But me as a, you know, 14-year-old didn't know who it was.
0: Is it evident when you're watching? You
1: know, I I don't remember because I didn't go back and rewatch this like I did last year. It's it, it, like they don't. I mean, it, I didn't, it, I didn't,
0: I've never noticed it, but I was, I was like, you know, hands on the keyboard and watching at the same time. So I exactly. might have good shots of her, but, um, cause I, you're, you're you, she surprised me with that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, there are little nuggets here and there in all of these. And, uh, you know, we, we do our best to dig them out for you.
0: Yeah. No kidding. So Bob Euchre is backstage with Andre, and this is a f- another famous Andre moment that gets replayed all the time where uh, it's the famous shot of Andre choking Euchre. He explains that DiBiase paid him to keep Hogan out of the tournament and that Hulkamania is over. So <laughs> there you go. Just a temporary pause, if you will. So Bobby Heenan and the Islanders. The Islanders are Haku and Tama. They got a win over over the British Bulldogs and Coco by pinfall in seven minutes, 30 seconds. Heenan wrestled pretty competently here against Coco. I have to say the Islanders elevated Heenan and splashed him down on top of Coco for the pinfall victory. And then Matilda chased Bobby down, (laughs) down the aisle, but I I don't think there could be a less vicious dog on the planet.
1: (laughs) We, We talked about this in the WrestleMania special that, you know, you, you remember that, you know, Bobby Heenan was in an attack dog outfit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, he could barely put his arms at his side. And when he goes running up the aisle, yes, Matilda being led by uh, uh, Davy Boy kind of trots, you know, the, the little legs on that little dog, you know, doesn't, she doesn't exactly sprint, but she trots up the aisle. But when they, when they get to Heenan and Heenan falls down and is now vulnerable... <laughs> There's not a vicious bone in Matilda's body. It's Davy Boy picking Matilda up and kind of putting her on top of Heenan <laughs> that, you know, led to, you know, it gives you the visual of the mauling of Bobby Heenan.
0: That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse the Body Ventura poses for the audience like he started last year. Yeah. So, uh, and then the third round match, I say that said that correctly it's the third round match because there's not any more than just the one randy savage with liz gets a win over the one-man gang with slick by disqualification in four minutes five seconds they're wearing black for this uh for this match slick tossed a cane into the ring and the one-man gang repeatedly attempted to use the cane behind the ref's back the ref turned around and dq'd the one-man gang so that's it for him
1: yeah, another another goofy finish, but you know, Randy's then, gotta go through four people, so
0: yeah, and uh after this the one man gang will have to do some soul searching and look to his roots and travel back to Africa, and next time we see him, he'll be alongside the boss man, but still with Slick.
1: So yes, 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 in a totally different
0: getup. <laughs> yes. Gene, once again backstage with Vanna and then Bob Euchre. Bob Eucher chasing Vanna the whole show and he misses her here because Vanna has to head to the ring or whatever. Uh, Demolition with Mr. Fuji making their Wrestlemania debut, right? Yes. Uh, defeating Strikeforce in a title change.
1: Yeah, this, this is uh, I, I, I love the main event, obviously, that we're going to get to, but this one really sticks out for me because uh, as I should have, should have grabbed the the episode number because it it hasn't, uh, anyway, as I, as you have heard me say of Demolition when I first saw them, I was completely entranced by them, and uh, this, this was, they had a, a longer road to the title than I maybe thought because they came in just so dominant. But this was their, this was them getting the titles, and these title, this first run, I think they would have three uh, tag title runs. This first run is the one that set the record, that was broken by the New Day, and then broken by the Usos, four hundred and seventy nine days. And ironically, the streak would end to Arn and Tully in July of eighty nine. But on this particular night, not only are Arn and Tully not in the company. They're dropping the NWA tag titles to Luger and Wyndham because Crockett countered WrestleMania 4 with Clash of Champions, the debut of Clash of Champions,
0: right.
1: for free on TBS.
0: That's that's so, that is a wild uh, aspect of the story as well. Um, Demolition were a fairly new tag team. You talked about in episode 122, they're making their debut uh, in 1987. So the prior year, and that was what, December, December. January, January of the previous year. So still fairly new team. Yeah. Okay. So then main event time, Ted DiBiase versus Randy Savage. WWF championship is now on the line. All the, all the matches up to this point have just been to get to this one. And, uh, Randy gets the win over DiBiase by pinfall. Hogan has to come out partway through the match. Savage missed an elbow smash in this match, which led to the Million Dollar Dream. And as the referee was dealing with Andre on the outside, Hogan jumped in the ring and nailed DiBiase with the chair. Savage follows up with an elbow smash and a pin. Randy is the new WWF champion. Ted DiBiase certainly has a gripe here. Think uh, announces Savage as the undisputed WWF heavyweight champion. Hogan and Savage celebrate. DBSC was certainly robbed.
1: And Randy and Elizabeth look lovely in their pay-per-view whites.
0: That's making, right.
1: White. Making yep. yet another costume change.
0: Yep. Yep. For the fourth and final. So I love this WrestleMania. I know. it's. I know. We talked about all these weird DQ double count out pinfalls when there should have been a dq type of uh type of thing every finish you had here the best finish in the whole match was the hercules or the whole show was the hercules warrior one i thought but <laughs> um still you know for me it it holds up uh even though it's a kind of brutal to watch the finishes of yeah
1: you know it's uh i, I read an article where somebody uh described it as imagine going to the greatest party of your life but you had to walk twenty miles on foot to get there.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Find of yeah. like that. So,
0: and of course, by the time we get to WrestleMania Five, next, which we will be talking about tomorrow, uh, everything has changed. So they started setting it up here with the little, um, you know, with Liz and Hogan and and Savage. They kind of set up a little. You know, Hogan maybe had a little inappropriate a uh, hand gesture with Liz or a glance or something like that, which gets makes Savage absolutely wild. Uh, so it's all leading to, the, to uh, tomorrow where the mega powers explode. So.
1: And, and the crazy thing is that Randy wasn't even supposed to win this tournament. You know, this was a, it, supposedly the story was that it was supposed to go to DiBiase, And the, the, cr- the craziest part of it is the reason vince wanted at least one babyface champion but honky refused to drop the, the intercontinental title demolition were already booked to win the tag titles so they made the switch kind of last minute because if you if you go back if you go back in time and you watch literally all of the programming you'll see that the original bracket that was put up on television well before, you know, probably at the announcement of the tournament going into mania is different. You know, the, the, the names are jumbled around and when you look at it, you see, okay, I can see what would have happened here. And it would have been, uh, you know, let's say like, I think the, the, the original ending was supposed to be Hogan after being beaten down by Andre and kind of limping into the finals. Losing by like DQ or count out, but because it's a tournament, DBS yeah. still get the belt. So that would have been a lame as hell ending. Yes. Uh, and, you know, luckily it didn't happen, all because the Honky Tonk man somehow had the power to tell Vince, no, I don't feel like dropping the title just yet. I, I,
0: in hindsight, it's probably, like I guess that was a service he did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, this is March, so March 27th, 1988 attendance of almost twenty thousand people here far far cry from the previous year's ninety thousand, but a good fun show and it uh we'd be going right back to atlantic city for next year so uh, that said john anything we didn't talk about with so many four? for what was the thing i stumped you on last time we talked about four
1: uh you asked me how many hall of famers were in the 14 man tournament and i started oh. counting them and i got hung up on i knew that Morocco, either Morocco or Dino Bravo was in, but I was hanging. I couldn't remember which one. It's stupid that it was Morocco, but uh, like I for like 90 seconds I just sat there slack jawed and you you were smiling and very you know this was kind of early in our relationship as an on-screen duo here. You were giving me plenty of rope to hang myself before you jumped in and went, why don't I count them out for you? Because I just was absolutely vapor locked and could not come up with names. (laughs) <laughs> but the one thing that's interesting um, about this uh, pay-per-view, Greg Valentine becomes the first man, and it's still to this day a pretty distinct and small list. Uh, it's since been matched by Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, JBL, Benoit, Miz, if you count the pre-shows, and Hulk Hogan himself. He becomes the first man to compete for three different titles at WrestleMania. One intercontinental title to the tag titles and because he was in this tournament technically he was competing for the world title
0: that's fascinating
1: i didn't know just another one of those nuggets i tripped over in my research
0: yeah so as we leave this um you know savage is going to have the uh the wrestlemania uh he's going to have the best record for wrestlemania heading out of this because he's going to have you know like five five six wins or something like that five he'll have five wins one loss and that's not going to be matched by the the other people you know hogan hogan's at three and one steamboat would be three and one but he's he's not going to be uh touching it so because he's gone for a long time after this i think he resurfaces in a very late wrestlemania i think doesn't he yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. he
1: shows up in the Rumble, and then they they book him into the Mania somewhere, you know, just to get him on the card.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll see you tomorrow for WrestleMania 5. See ya.